This is Lou Elizondo, and you are listening to That UFO Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to That UFO Podcast. And for the second time this week, breaking news, breaking breakdown update pod um, as the world goes a little bit mad and Mexico says, hold my beer to the US. Breaking bad. Breaking, yeah, breaking bad. This could be bad. Um, <laughs> Dan joins me as always to to have a look at what's been another wild couple of days. And do you know what I thought just before Dan I hit record? I was like, if this was twenty three years ago and newsletters and magazines were still how people found out their news, can you imagine the postage costs for everyone like sending newsletters around the planet? Oh, going, oh God, more stuff yeah. happened. And like six weeks after the the date, you go, oh wow, someone in Mexico wheeled out an alien body. That's incredible. And then yeah. like five months after that, you find out in the Christmas update that ah, turns out spoilers, it's not an alien body. That might upset <laughs> some people, but we'll, we'll get to that. Just before we start, um, quick get well to Gary, uh, one of my friends who listens to the podcast. He's a patron. Um, grew up working with him. He's been uh, taken into hospital and oh, no. uh, n- nothing too serious. Um. But this might be the last time he listens to us. Um, so, yeah. No, um, <laughs> um, it's, I hope he's do you know what? And I only say that, and he'll laugh at this. Uh, one of my one of my good mates has taken his uh, concert ticket that he was meant to be going to see a gig tonight. So it can't be that bad that one of my friends has literally stolen his concert ticket to go to a gig he can't make. So well, I I hope that's not the last thing a friend does does to him. You know, I, I no. hope Gary gets well. And it was um, David Cross who plays Tobias in Arrested Development they were going to see, which is... Oh, really? You know, That's yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 Well, the, I mean, the... If you're into that kind of stuff, Gary. But yeah, um, yeah, get well soon, mate. I know you're listening to this, so um, all the best. Uh, but yeah, on to some other people who might not be too well. Um, Mexico, Dan. There <laughs> Controversial was, unboxing yeah, video. <laughs> con- yeah, I, I saw a few people put that like Mexico just <laughs> unboxed aliens in 2023. I mean, let's yeah, let's kick off with that, right? Because we've got the big breaking news with the NASA UFO uh, report stuff today, UAP report. A um, couple of little bits dropped today. The Monsters in California trailer we'll finish with, which is big news to some. We are, we're interested in that. But yeah, Mexico a few days ago, Dan, um, I was working away yesterday. Uh, as we record this, it's Thursday the 14th. Wednesday the 13th, I was in Stockport for a, for a meeting with my, my day job. Um, and I woke up really early to get a train and had messages from folks, uh, WhatsApp messages, sending me links of uh, Mexican officials wheeling out alien bodies live on TV. And I was like, surely not. Like, that's a <laughs> bit left field. Um, just the day before, Dan, you'd mentioned when we recorded, we forgot to talk about an upcoming conference, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. And I was yeah. like, ah, that's fine. We'll, we'll touch on it in a couple of days' time. Um, lo and behold, here we are. So... What, when did you first get wind of this? I think it was a little bit after me, wasn't it? The bodies thing, uh, yes. Uh, you, you always wake up earlier than me. There's an AM, apparently. Um, I didn't know if it was going to be like 1am or something, though, and you would have seen it before you went to bed. You know, that oh, yeah, kind of crossover true. potentially, but that's obviously true. whenever it happened was was a bit wild. No, but... and, and you know, as decent as my Spanish is becoming, um, I still I still can't, you know, fully understand why people are speaking at me uh, without them slowing down. So uh, it wouldn't have been much use for me to sit there and watch it live. Je adore la España. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. That's awful German. Oops, apologies. <laughs> but yeah, back to Mexico. Um, yeah, so essentially, and I think I have to get this straight because I met Graham Rendell for a coffee this morning and he, even he was saying, Everyone's saying this was like Mexican Congress, and it wasn't really. 
it, it was in that setting. It was in Congress in Mexico City, but it was just the setting and very much low-key figures, politically, scientifically, and journalistically, in quotation marks. Yeah, it's it's not. It doesn't have the same weight as the hearing that the US had on on UAP. You know, it's like, not it like the if same we re- kind of if setup. we rented Parliament. Yeah, I mean, think think of it that way. And then you know, anyone that's in Parliament is free to come along. But it was more a presentation by ufologists. Yeah, um, I know some present will kind of hate me labeling it that, but that's that's a fairly good way to look at it. I think contact in the Mexican desert, um, essentially. <laughs> uh, this was it was wild and it's still really surprising i've had loads of people contacting me about it and obviously it's been all over social media and to boil it down it was a presentation avi loeb was there ryan graves was there um i always mispronounce his name is it jamie mawson i thought you were gonna say ryan then i was like i've heard you say ryan's name right before yeah yeah i get <laughs> um, ryan right but exactly the same i i kind of say matt mawson but but he looks Mex- he's mexican but he doesn't just... look Let's go with Jamie. Yeah, he looks like a stereotypical British old man. He um, actually does, yeah. And right. I, you always read his name as Jamie. So yeah, but Mexican journalist, he has been embroiled in issues before where he has rolled out quote-unquote alien bodies that turned out to be mummified children. Um, and that's, if you hadn't heard of that before, that is a fact, isn't it, Dan? That Yeah, he, he done that. He's mistakenly wheeled out alien bodies in the past. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the the bodies here, they were from 2018 in Peru. Um, I did a little research kind of in the background. And I do have, I mean, I'm not going to go through them all, but I have in front of me a list of 44 different hoaxes that this guy was involved with. Before we, get, before we get to those, <laughs> and again, I'm not making up my mind completely on this. We'll sure. get to our I thoughts. mean, this could be the one real thing that he does, right? Like, we've got to be balanced. Absolutely, yeah. Probably not. The... But, <laughs> the they, they basically, in this presentation, it seemed, went from Ryan Graves talking about aviation safety, Avi Loeb doing what Avi Loeb does, to, okay, folks, next on the agenda, we have uh, some mummified non-human corpses. Let's bring those out now. And like you say, literally unbox them live on camera. Um, yeah. Small figures, I think I'm right in saying they're about 60 centimeters in length. Is that right? Um, I guess Maybe never smaller? trust a man when he tells you his the, a length. Controversial but, uh, <laughs> comment. I might have to remove that. Um, but um, yeah, that, that's that about that. Right. Yeah. So yeah, like it, it was, it was an odd angle they were being shot at, and then you got lots of close-ups. We'll see, you'll have seen the stills online, I'm sure. If you haven't, go go and look. It's been all over worldwide news, um, and they basically claimed there had been academics scientists researchers looking at these corpses like you say they were found in a uh is that a, what was the name of the mine die something mine um, i can't remember but one one of the points of contention about this is that the locale the exact location that they got them from hasn't been fully shared so there's no chain of custody and things to like be that. fair dan i think that's consistent because it seems a lot of things that they should be sharing hasn't been fully shared so <laughs> sure. that and that's not me being sarcastic. And if you think we're being a bit flippant here, this is pretty much the facts, folks. Um, trying to it's it's been vague in facts, and I think yeah. there's been some misinterpretations online. And even I struggled at times to find out look what exactly happened and what didn't, yeah. what people assumed and what didn't happen. And um, they brought out these bodies. They showed some presentation to say why these things were definitely alien. And they look alien. When you look at it, it looks like what you think a thousand-year-old mummified 
sort of grey being ET-esque might look like, but smaller. Yeah. Um, they found them in a mine four, five, six years ago, uh, preserved, and they have studied them since. Now, a lot of the data is lacking, and it seems to be very much, take my word for it, we have done this. Yeah. That yeah. seems to be how it's being portrayed. The the lab commented uh, that did the work, and the lab basically, I was going to say reveal, but revealed sounds like a magic trick. Um, the lab shared that, uh, one, they weren't going to stand behind you know the statements that they were extraterrestrial, um, and they shared that, in fact, they were just provided five grams of material, never saw the bodies, never got to take the samples themselves. So they're essentially nudging people to realize they could have sent us anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be what, what you're seeing on, on the screen there. Um, and they did the work and they provided the results. Those results have, have now been, uh, you know, cheered and the lab has, has distanced itself from the claim that they are extraterrestrials. Yeah. I think, is it a lab at a university? And yeah, there's a right. spokesperson from the university. Uh, Lima. Was very much like you say, no, we're not putting our name to this. Um, and, and there are people who have said this would be a mixture of paper mache and uh, like canine skulls, and there could be bone, like real human bone or canine bone or whatever it may be from some time ago, yeah. made to put together because in those areas, uh, grave robbing is rife, you know, that kind of stuff. So it wouldn't be necessarily difficult to do this kind of thing, which is pretty awful. And again, whether or not, Right, if these were genuine, let's say that, is Jay Mawson, Mossum, not one of the worst possible people you could pull forward to do that, given his previous with alien bodies being mummified children and being, you know, him misidentifying it? You don't then get that guy to wheel out the real alien bodies, do you? Because yeah, it just exactly. puts a huge red flag over the whole thing straight away. I, I mean, I, there's probably people listening to this kind of saying, well, you know, if I was the government and I wanted plausible deniability, that's who I'd give them to. But I'm yeah. you like it doesn't it doesn't bring much confidence with it. You, you know, when if ever the bodies are wheeled out for us and, and they're genuine. This this raised an interesting debate uh, that we've touched on before, but like I, I wouldn't know what to look for genetically. To, to identify whether it was a genuine body or not. So we're listening to experts and, and that means that, you know, the bias is present in the, in the analysis. So depending on who you listen to present things, uh, you, you're going to get very different opinions, you know? Yeah. Just to read a tweet. So Ryan Graves, and we, we can't 100% confirm this, right? Just because of the event and all I've seen online that when those bodies were wheeled out, Ryan Graves stood up and left. Um, I've not seen that for my with my own eyes and you have not either dan but it seems to be that ryan graves was not expecting this to happen he did tweet on the day um of quote unquote after the u.s congressional ufo hearing i accepted an invitation to testify before the mexican congress hoping to keep up the momentum of government interest and pilot experiences with uap unfortunately yesterday's demonstration talking about the mexican uh alien bodies was a huge step backwards for this issue. My testimony centered on sharing my experience and the UAP reports I hear from commercial and military aircrew through ASA's witness program. I will continue to raise awareness of UAP as an urgent matter of aerospace safety, national security and science, but I am deeply disappointed by this unsubstantiated stunt. And yes, he said stunt. Um, So 
that's pretty, pretty damning. Yeah, that's pretty damning. Um, I from that, I don't. I'm not surprised if he did get up and leave. I don't think Avi Loeb would have been particularly happy about being associated with what happened. I've not seen any quotes or comments from him either. Um, it looks like a game of two halves here, where one we've had the folks that we like hearing from, or you know, generally folks like hearing from, and then they've went full. Leroy Jenkins, as I put on Twitter, you know, from the old South Park episode, as we know it. <laughs> I was going to quote Tropic Thunder, but probably not the best quote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great movie. Great um, movie. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was just, yeah. So for me, Dan, I can't see how this holds any weight, any credibility. I've seen folks like Gary Nolan be very sceptical about this online. He said himself, I believe, he had seen or studied some of the material around one year ago, yeah. and it was inconclusive then. So, like you say, could have been anything, and I could see him make some comments on the day. I'm just going to pause to cough. Um, on the day, he replied to quite a lot of folks, which is great because you get that instant reaction and comment yeah. to say he was very curious and wary of a few of the details surrounding it as well, including X-ray pictures where they didn't understand why the density of what looked like eggs inside the body would have been denser than the body itself, and. Yeah, yeah, I just right. think a lot of things at a glance didn't for that kind of eye. And I was waiting on, let me see the scientists and academics and researchers come out and tear it apart or stick up for it. And the only people I could see sticking up for it, and I, I get it, was people that were really hoping it was genuine or real. And then there were those who didn't, like you say, want to hear anything bad said about this because it seemed genuine. Yeah, absolutely. And and we've got to remember as well, these are from 2018. You know, I've had a few people say to me, don't make conclusions on 24 hour data, which I agree with. But this is 2018 data, you, you know, like this has been around for a bit. So a lot of conversation is being generated by people who are new to the subject. And, you know, well, welcome to all. Uh, this, by 2018, kind of stuff do you that... mean it was like quarter past eight? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't, I still would love to know, and I'm sure we will find out how this event managed to to get to that point because that's a hell of a hell of a hand to show without people really knowing that was going to happen or any murmurings online of that kind of stuff yeah it was absolutely. so out of the blue wasn't it and i'm still kind of shocked that it made it to to that point without anyone knowing yeah absolutely um i i went on the mexico subreddit just to kind of have a look at what see? people were saying. Yep. See, very good, very good. Um, mm. And basically everyone, you know, the whole place was on fire. Uh, people were calling out, uh, you know, Jamie for his endless number of stunts and basically saying that they brought shame to the Mexican government. But also people were pointing out that the Mexican government is full of scandals anyway, so they weren't surprised that this kind of thing slipped through the cracks. That's awful when any government is full of scandals, Dan. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but they, they were specifying, you, you know, stuff like, um, you know, financial fraud, uh, things like that, which do take place in other places. Uh, but obviously with Mexico, we have the cartel and things like that, um, which I won't get into here. That's a whole other conversation. Um, but suffice to say, the Mexican people felt oh, who were who were speaking on on that thread felt like they'd been embarrassed by the event which i thought was very telling you know you always look to the locals to kind of get get a read of the room uh get gary nolan's comment that he wouldn't look at it without better preliminary evidence was really interesting as well he famously studied the atacama skeleton with stephen greer 
and found that actually it was a, a small human child with a number of mutations and mm-hmm. so on and so forth and, and released that. And a lot of people didn't believe those tests either. Here we have the opposite kind of effect where, you know, people study that and people aren't believing that they're nothing. But I, I would just emphasize, remember that, you know, when people say the DNA is unknown, it doesn't necessarily mean it's an unknown species. It just means that the test said, I don't recognize this. So it could be anything from contamination to just, you know, someone put a bunch of different bits of DNA in and mixed them all up or something like that, you, you know, a whole yeah. range of possibilities here that could be taking place that don't mean this is a genuine alien found in a mine. Do you know what? I think after the last month with the David Grush story and some of the progress being made there. And I get not everyone is totally on board with that, but I think more people seem to be than not. I know we we are, which is fair to say, but you know, that's that's fine because that's our opinion. Um this seems like today, today and yesterday, uh, there's been a couple of body blows landed to the topic, and you've got to be able to say that without yeah. trying to make everything the most positive thing in the world, because the Mexico stuff, like Ryan Graves said, yeah, that's not a good look. And that's uh I'm getting asked about it. They wheeled out alien bodies and I'm having to say, I don't think they did. Do, um, do you think that, um, like my worry is that Grush at the hearings talked about bodies, right? You, you know, there were a number of claims brought in. I worry that the casual folk that pay attention to this are going to hear at hearing, someone spoke about bodies at hearing, they're someone rolled out bodies yeah. and they're going to associate those two things when that's not the case at all. You know, these, these two things are not like one another. Yeah. And, and see for me, so either, You've got that it's all coincidence. Well, maybe three things. It's all coincidence. Second one being you feed the conspiracy of if you were the folks in the background looking to do their disinformation or just take advantage of a situation, then do you know what? Yeah, let's hoy out some some really ridiculous looking bodies and it will help discredit and hurt that story because for me it has and does like you say especially to the casual eye and folks looking to get funding and more ears and eyes on this and for number three if you are a ufo researcher investigator journalist who really cares about this topic and you haven't done your due diligence and you have wheeled out those bodies then single-handedly you have caused the hurt in the subject and you know without saying his name wrong again jamie mawson that's another that that's a huge body blow to the ufo conversation and that is a setback because not not a lot of self-awareness right it was just very even if they were real bodies it was very amateurly done it it just wasn't a good way to to reveal anything of that nature even if they were real yeah so um one word on it dan alien bodies real or not i i'm leaning towards you know 99.9 percent not real I think there's a good chance they're real. No, um, they're, <laughs> I, I just can't see it. There's and, too and, much points to know. I would be blown away. I would love if they were, but yeah. And and I think, you know, credit to some people in the community that they've held off, you know, they've been able to assess this in a balanced way. They haven't just gone running as people, folk like Mick West would think we would do. Uh, you know, we're all, we're all trying to kind of feel this out and take our time. Um, one of the, the things to know, if you're not in the community, there's a, there's an outlet called Gaia who they it's kind of like netflix but it's just to do with supernatural stuff Mm -hmm. and it turns out that they're behind funding all of this again i'm not saying whether this is real or not i'm just giving people the information do with it what you want 
but tune in tomorrow night to hear on Gaia's people speaking to Palladian beings through <laughs> channeling. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'd just like to say thank you to Gaia for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> <laughs> next up, uh, Black Knight Satellite, Dan, is real? No. Um, <laughs> next up, the NASA report, like going to satellites. Good segue. Um, NASA's long-awaited UAP preliminary study. It's a mouthful. Finally, thank you. Finally <laughs> came out today. Um, I, for us, not to sound like dickheads again, but it was as expected. And we've said, if you've listened to this more than once, you'll have heard us say, look, this is going to be what it's going to be. And is it fair to say, Dan, it came out and it's exactly what we thought it was going to be? Yeah, 100%. Um, for, for me, it was, you know, everyone was watching the online press event, which was like a half hour long or an hour long. And they just spoke about, a whole bunch of things. Um, but for me, the golden egg of today was the actual report, 36 pages of NASA's independent panel explaining, hey, if you were to give us the money to study UAP, this is what we would use to study it. This is what we would do. And this, these are the apparatus and the tools that we'll be deploying in the next two to three years that will help us do that. For me, that was really exciting. You know, they're taking it seriously. Put the NASA kind of history of maybe, you know, never straight answer cover-ups and things like that to the side. I, I feel like we had people with a genuine intent to shed some light on this problem, uh, gathering these resources together and giving recommendations. I felt bad about myself earlier thinking, given what I do and what I discuss on here, when I read that it doesn't stand for the North American Space Agency. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, that is aeronautic. <laughs> I forget it all over again. Yeah, I totally forget it's not the North American Space Agency. That's so lazy of me. Um, so yeah, report was what I thought it was going to be, and when it was set out, folks, NASA as an organization isn't a person. It's it's a group and a body and offices, same as everything else. So it's there's no sympathetic. There's no sympathy here, and I'm going to get onto why we're not sympathetic towards what happened today. But they they did come out, and it was set up to to look and see is there a study worth doing and how would we do it? That's what sure. this was all about. This wasn't, we're going to go looking for the, the back catalogue and the data and find where the aliens are and, the, and you know, the the STS mission logs and stuff. That's not what it was, okay? So you have to put that to the side. Um, the study was to look at, as Bill Nelson, NASA administrator, said, to look at how NASA could use their resources and tools to study UAP. Um, one of his quotes was to shift from the sensational to the science. And again, I often say, and it's just my opinion, the, the UFO community is such a small community still, even though there are hundreds of thousands of people online, that's not the world. That's not everyone. Yeah. Um, if you take it on Reddit and Twitter and Instagram and stuff. Um, so what I've put it down to, Dan, is thinking that remember in school when you did an exam and it, you'd have an equation. We need like an analogy noise, like your yeah. button that you compress, but it's analogy Boing. time. Boing. Yeah. <laughs> analogy. <laughs> um analogy 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 <laughs> one like that um so remember in school and you would have an equation to do and it would be like x plus y minus seven brackets two to the power four equals whatever solve for y and you could look at it as a kid and go oh the answer's nine and it would say it was worth eight marks and you'd be looking going ah oh, but i know the answer's nine sure <laughs> and you couldn't work out how to do the working to give to get the eight marks right in the ufo community we're looking at gimbal go fast any number of things, the Phoenix lights and going, ha, aliens, non-human intelligence, that's that's what it is. The scientific community are going, that's fine, but that's worth one mark. Where's the other eight? Yes. And what we need is for it's them to get on. Thank, yeah, I thought so. What we need is for them to get on board and help us do the working 
to show everyone else why we we are right that there's some of this stuff isn't human and is alien or nhi or crypto or whatever it might be but we need them to come on board and help us do that middle part which is the propulsion the movement why this this and this piece of evidence is the really good stuff and i feel this is one way to do it and it seems to be taking massive step steps back in a way but it's not really it's just us having to kind of swallow our pride as a community and go we need some folks from the outside to come in and give us a hand here um that's that's the way i'm kind of looking at it yeah i, I think you're exactly right we we have to we have to show those workings we have to be able to prove what we're saying and even though you know you and i and other people in the community we sit here all day every day looking at this stuff most people haven't done that. So you kind of have to, you know, roll out slowly ABC equals D, you, you know, that very, yeah. very simple stuff. And it's telling to me that we're now at a point where scientists are willing to look at the equation that we're looking at, you know, that we're saying this equals nine. And they're kind of going, oh, hey, let me let me actually help you work this out and look at some of these bits that you think might be right or might be wrong. What are you not sure of? So on and so forth. It, this is exciting. This is what we wanted, right? A, a proper study done with sincerity. Personally, I'm I'm game. I, you know, it sounded like NASA was kind of all in on this today. Before, this was just a preliminary study. Today, they announced they have a whole department dedicated to UAP with a head of that department already assigned. He's actually the liaison to Arrow. But... Folks, don't, don't turn off yet, folks. I'm about to be negative, so don't worry. This isn't all positive. <laughs> I might be about to say what you were going to say, the, the negative thing. Um... Whereas, you know, it's great that they've kind of done that. For the whole press conference, they were talking about transparency, and then it turned out they're not even willing to share the guy's name. Um, it but we know seemed, it's a guy. We she do said, know it's a guy, so we can not pull say, females like, we're not down on who. who he is. And it yes. was like, ah, oh, okay, so... I wonder if even there she went, ah, oh, no, I shouldn't have said that. Like, <laughs> yeah, probably. And I think we'll find out in due time, course. Like, there, there was a comment about something like, this has only happened in the past few days, and the person's role is going to be elevated from arrow liaison to the department head here. So it might just be getting all the ducks in a row before they announce the name. But there certainly seemed to be a an allusion towards trying to avoid this person being kind of bullied and harassed, um, not just from people online, uh, but from colleagues in the actual academic community as well. Um, that was shocking to me to hear that one panel member actually got, had colleagues coming at them via email. I'm not surprised at that because that, we saw how that happened to Avi Loeb as well. You know, well, I, I should say, not, not surprised that it happened, but su surprised that it was harsh enough. You, you know, you, you think that it's going to be a, a sensible conversation with scientists because we talk about real scientists all the time, you know, they're, they're always mentioned. They're still just people. They're still, still just people. And there's it. no way that scientists go to get a badge that have like a list of all the official scientists. We're just people. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say, you know, cut them a little bit of slack there, but I can understand the point as well. And to be fair, we'll, we'll get to the, the journalistic questions um, that were asked, and there wasn't many good ones, to be fair. James Fox aside, one one journalist did ask at the end, you know, on that, why can't... Actually, we'll, we'll get to that in a second, okay? Sure. So, <laughs> important to remember, study team was independent. This wasn't all NASA scientists as part of a study. Bill Nelson reminds everyone these were brought in as an outside group to help, which is a good way to do it. I I, I work for Sky in the UK. People know that by now, right? I don't care about saying it. Um, you dox yourself. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, great. Um, so I work for Sky, and uh, 
we have done it where we've brought in IBM to look at our computing systems and they tell us what they think and how up to date they are, what we need to change. They ask questions that people in Sky wouldn't think, why do you do that? Why do you use that? And I was the liaison for that. And they would ask me, you know, why have you got five different systems for something that you could do one? And that's outside thinking, okay? Um, So I I get why they've done it. Um, Bill Nelson in his remarks and he said this kind of stuff before so this wasn't anything new uh, and i'm pretty much quoting him word for word if you ask me do i believe there's life in a universe that is so vast we can't comprehend how big it is my opinion the answer is yes and he said that plenty of times he believes there is alien life out there um, whether or not he thinks it is visiting here he's never quite gone gone that far um one of the big pieces from this was that NASA has appointed a NASA director of UAP research, like you say, Dan. Um, they are to oversee the implementation of UAP research. Part of that, uh, and with NASA, is going to be working with other agencies, implementing AI and machine learning to search the skies and heavens for anomalies. And like you say, quite rightly, we'll be doing this transparently, except they won't give us the name of the guy who's in charge of it. <laughs> That's not a good look, whatever we can no. try and dress it up. And do you know what? I get your point about that people get harassed and stuff online yeah a journalist made a very fair point that if you're going to put yourself in a position in a public facing role then you have to be prepared for that rightly or wrongly it's 2023 you're going to get crap don't start a blog or a podcast or a youtube channel or a tv career or a journalistic career anything that's public facing in 2023 where you need any kind of social media presence be it linkedin twitter instagram etc or stay off of all of those and then think you'll get no pushback whatsoever it happens to so many people it's not wrong it's not not wrong that's the wrong way it's not right (laughs) um but you can't go we're going to be transparent but because they might get some nasty messages we're not going to tell you who it is because that's not then the role for that person in my opinion give someone else that role who can completely remove themselves from that public facing sphere and go, do you know what? I'm not on social media. I don't check it. I don't care. I'm just going to do my job. And do you know what? I'm guessing they get paid well. So I imagine they do. They, the only thing I'd say on that is, you know, there's criticism is one thing, but bullying and harassment is, is another. And you know, like usual, the, the truth is kind of halfway between, but I don't entirely disagree. I and, just and remember sounds... my journey in the community, you know, and it took me a little while to kind of get used to those people. And when, when I say those people, again, I'm not saying people that just disagree with me. I'm saying the ones that just spew vitriol at you, you know? Yeah. I don't get that. Um, <laughs> no, I do. I do. I just don't care. Um, but, Again, that's. It didn't even seem though that it was like the social media stuff. So if their own colleagues are causing this, then there, there you go because you, they're going to know who that person is, and then are they going to get an email off the guy or the girl in the next cubicle going, huh, "Are you the alien guy now?" Ha ha, that's crap. And I'd just be like, "Well, I'm getting paid two hundred fifty k, so lol at you." <laughs> um, so yeah, I just. It's, I, yeah it's i get it but yeah that's that's frustrating to I, I wonder, transparency but not be transparent i wonder if nasa will because surely i mean all the people there are really intelligent so surely that's it wasn't just us that took that i mean true but it wasn't just us that you know thought that you know that was almost like a, a whiplash transparency whiplash so mm. i hope that maybe in the next day or two nasa just put his name up there and just let us know who it is because if it's not a big deal it's not a big deal but people are talking about it and it's a fair point 
And it was after that point, Dan, I felt things continued to go downhill a little bit again. I'll keep using the phrase, in my opinion, folks, you may disagree. However, I did put out a poll, Dan, asking folks what they thought about today's hearing. Um, And do you want to have a guess? I asked the question, the NASA study report and briefing was, and I put, as expected, below expectation, above expectation, and other. So it's only been on a couple of hours, got a thousand votes, um, 55% as expected. And a lot of the comments seem to be, my expectations were low and they were met. Um, the next is 37% below expectations. So that's us now on 92%. Yeah, 92% as the met expectation of us below. 3% above and 5% other. And some of the other comments are just people saying that it was a crushing blow to their soul. Things like that. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, yeah uh, those people are okay. Yeah. Um, it went downhill from there for me in terms of Bill Nelson lost a bit of credibility with me. And I think recently Senator Gillibrand, that happened with a lot of people with Gillibrand um, and a few other kind of politics. Was it politi- the rush Yeah. Um, that really surprised me that Bill Nelson came across like he was talking about something different almost to than what he was being asked in terms of David Grush's comments. And is it fair to say, Dan, it sounded like Bill Nelson, one, hadn't watched the hearings, but then also had heard about them kind of secondhand. Yeah. And was then answering a question based on, well, I've heard essentially, and Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, Bill Nelson's answer was something like, because he was asked, you know, what about uh, the recent whistleblower, David Grush, who's talked about essentially there being, you know, recovered UFO in a hangar somewhere. And he got a little bit dismissive. His tone changed. Now, we have not heard him talk about the UFO subject before. And he said, well, David Grush basically mentioned a friend of his told him that we had yeah. this. Where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? And I was like, ah, oh, I didn't expect that from you. Yeah, exactly. I, I would have expected a little more curiosity there. I Again, I understand him asking for the evidence, but it was like the change for me in how Bill was talking came across like, you you know, when someone asks you a question, you don't really know the answer, but you're going to pretend and you're just going to fill Never you know, space with Never happens. just random stuff that you've heard about. Um, like if you spoke to me about football, I don't really know about football because I don't follow it, but I'm going to engage in a conversation with you because I'm interested in what you have to say. And, and, you know, I followed it as a kid, so I know a little bit, but if I start speaking about it with authority, the, the confidence is going to be fake. And that's how it came across to me. Like he wasn't really sure what he was talking about, but he wanted to answer the question and not look like he just didn't know. But in fact, it it almost came out worse than him just saying, "I'm sorry, I don't know. I, I didn't watch it." And that's like not defensive. What we're here to he went on the defensive yeah. a little bit, as if it was detrimental to him. It almost reminded me some of how Seth Shostak talks about SETI sometimes, sure. yeah. and how that's like the be all and end all of alien and ufo investigations should the buck stops with him and no one else should look because he's looking so don't bother looking you know like <laughs> um yeah and you're right defensive because i guess seth in those instances is defending his work right like you know you take seti away if the aliens are here what's seti for yeah it, it's it, it was just it was such a strange tone and that really disappointed me in bill nelson um which again when i say body blows to the subject it's a little bit of a one-two in the last couple of days um i mentioned that for me this wasn't nasa another one you saw this online um moving a chess piece it felt like this was nasa getting the chess board out of the box to just even start playing the game 
Yeah, um, I, I would agree with that. Checking if all the pieces are there, you know, how, how are we going to play this game? Maybe refreshing the rules. Do we know how to play this game? Is this drafts? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, they start doing the diagonal movements with all the pieces. <laughs> so, oh, that's that's the wrong game. Yeah, don't be so doing that. The, the horsey skips twice, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Simpsons chess was great back in the day. Um, <laughs> what? Moving on then to the, the, the journalistic questions, unless you've got anything else to cover on that, Dan. No. Uh, very pleasantly, I perked up when I saw James Fox was front and centre of the queue. Always nice um, to see your dad there. <laughs> that's a, yeah, yeah, he looks so much like my dad. It's weird, folks. <laughs> he does. Um, if, if, I'm not going to post a picture of my dad online. Not that it's secret, right? But he looks like James Fox. Um, <laughs> it's so weird when I went to meet my dad recently down south. Not for the first time, but they live in Australia now. And it was just like, oh my God, you look so much like James Fox. Did you keep it's calling weird. him James? kept calling uh, James dad which was worse um, <laughs> uh, but no it, it was really nice to see him there gutted J- uh, Jeremy Corbell wasn't sitting behind him that would have been the piece de resistance Jeremy and George <laughs> sitting but uh, James Fox got himself in there first question wonderful and he essentially asked about you know can how do you confirm an unknown how do you dismiss it not being non-human intelligence when we don't know what that would look like um, and also would they do they have a plan to tell people if they found something the questions that was the point i thought the questions fell apart not the because james was fine but the answers got very political and it was all yeah. sound bites and you know dancing round yeah we've been transparent like i said we're, we're going to tell you that's it there was no detail it was so high level from everyone and some of the questions were just a waste of time i switched off a little bit i won't lie during the the, the journalistic questions because it just sounded like they hadn't thought them through um, yeah, everyone was there to ask about aliens, I thought. And, you know, the event wasn't about aliens. It was about this study plan. And, it, you know, I, I found myself getting there's ways because we I, weren't I, you know, really talking about Yeah, the there's, there's ways to ask it, though. And you can yes. still, because people love speculation. Most folks, sorry, love speculation and going wild and all out. And we could do this and, and chat about all kinds of mental stuff every episode, right? But time and place and ways ways to bring stuff into a conversation sure um and we've seen that backfire massively when people who don't really know anything about the ufo topic interview people on the ufo topic yeah and it doesn't work and conversely not to have digs at people because i'm not naming people but look at when and i will name this one because she's big enough and he's big enough linda moulton howe and chris mellon two massive figures within the ufo topic and conversation and it just seemed like two different worlds were colliding when yeah. they spoke to each other and just forgive me i forget but remember she started asking about borderline antarctic nazi ufo alien bases and stuff and chris mellon was like uh <laughs> like <laughs> this isn't my bag you know it was yeah, so strange absolutely. to hear and he was very political about it um, o- almost like rolling out fake bodies in front of ryan graves you know <laughs> yeah 100 percent. yeah it's it's just like it's not the time not the place not the audience um that that seems that seemed more of a ufo expo insert name here yeah yeah um special dinner on the friday evening 500 pound gold ticket and we've got a surprise for you and somebody rocks out a couple of boxes of you know <laughs> yeah Vlad and Mickey are Ryan's Toy World unboxing alien bodies for the kids. Um, yeah, such a strange one. But the, the answer is very political. A lot of things seem to come back to NASA's going to be transparent, but it just kept sticking with me. But you won't tell us the name of the new director of UAP research. Yeah. Almost like you shouldn't have even mentioned that was a thing. 
Or they should have said, we're in the early stages of appointing someone, but right now, given it so early, we're not going to say who it is. What they I, said I, was, we've got one, but we're not telling you. Yeah, I, I guess it's a rock and a hard place. Really, they should have just been open about it. But maybe one of them thought, hey, we should probably ask him before putting his name out there. It might be a new thing. Plus, um, you know, we, we don't want to lie and say there's no one appointed when there is someone appointed. Because when John Greenwald gets the foyer that shows that he got the job a week ago, all hell's going to break loose. So probably rock and a hard place for them there. Um, but also totally with you, because I totally understand, like, if you're saying you're being transparent, be transparent, you know? Is this not the ideal organization to deal with between a rock and a hard place, given they are based on Earth and look for meteors, asteroids <laughs> and such? They literally like deal that. with rock and a hard place as a as a living. Um, so yeah, I, I, that that for me was a bit of a, ooh, that was disappointing. Yeah. Um, and like it, I say, the it, only it other really obvious fix, you know? Only other question that was relevant for me was a journalist who asked about that that lack of transparency straight away. Um, and yeah, like you say, I get part of the argument and reasoning, but I don't think it's a strong one, given what they're trying to do. Um, and do you almost again, and this might rile a couple of people up the wrong way, so be it, it's opinion, you're allowed them, um, <laughs> that you're inviting more trolling and people going for that because, ha, they don't want, whoever's in this role to get any hassle or abuse then i'm going to go out my way to do it because haha i've got a keyboard and no one will know my name yeah pre- precisely and like i said it, it was an easy thing to not do i feel like they should have been a bit more prepared to just reveal who it was yeah. you, you know um, hindsight being 2020 yeah yeah exactly um, anything else on that one for you dan i i mean loads so i i went through the the 36 page report itself oh, sorry, to kind of see what yeah, yeah, um, yeah. NASA were, were recommending. And this is where the meat of the day was. I'd recommend everyone go read it. Um, you, you know, it's, I say 36 pages. There are a lot of pages that are just taken up with an A4 size picture. Yeah. Um, I mean, so the first couple, of page, first couple of pages are like, that's as a report. Page yeah, two. exactly. So yeah. basically, what was proposed is that one, they use modern crowdsourcing uh, methods to make smartphone apps and, and gather data all around the world. Um, they were complaining that there's such a stigma that it's actually really hard to gather decent data and catalog it properly and maintain it. So they were proposing some some decent structures for that data and that NASA were well-placed to kind of house that data so scientists could access it from all around the world. Um, similar to the, you know, the black hole picture that was taken, NASA helped kind of make those systems and we had five or six systems with terabytes of data. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it Great, great suggestion. And it's still bloody. <laughs> and it's still blurry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they were specifying satellites that are up there now that could be used to kind of retroactively look at sightings. Mm-hmm. And it says that even though they don't know what a fingerprint of a UAP looks like, you can kind of go about it the other way as well by kind of defining all the things we do know and if there's something that doesn't fit, that's an, an anomaly. An anomaly. Yeah, exactly. like something like, like matrix yeah. code, when they're looking at the matrix code and it goes, yeah. oh, that's, that looks weird. That's not right. It's an, an agent. Ah. So, so they can build a database of known things and compare everything. They can even do it to a point where, you know, if, if you or I saw something last night at uh, 8 p.m. and we knew where we were, we'd be able to go on and check and NASA would be able to provide, you know, there wasn't any planes there. There was a satellite going over. It might have been that. That's what I'm so thinking. Like, should be Phoenix, some simple interfaces. Phoenix Lights, 97, you know, there were really good satellites. There was good sensor data. Is there something over Phoenix, Arizona that would point to something entering the atmosphere, leaving the atmosphere, 
you know, we know when it happened. Can they go back even that far and spot something? Yeah, I mean, if there was a satellite over there, then, you know, there's no reason why they can't. And and it's nice to see them flag that up. Uh, we also have the large sky surveys with the telescopes, are, you know, looking at mapping the whole of the Northern Hemisphere, the Vera Rubin Observatory that Avi Loeb likes, loves so much, and he mentions it a lot. That's one example. So we can use those things to, to also apply those to the UAP problem. We're looking at the NEXTRAD Doppler radar network. That's 160 weather radars operated by the FAA, the Air Force, the National Weather Service. They can all feed into this system. They I won't bore you with all the names, but they basically go through a lot. And the thing that stood out for me here was you can almost tell by the tools that someone uses, the way that they're thinking, You know the, the path that they kind of intend to go down. And a lot of these tools identified were under the ocean and they were looking at outer space, not just, you know, near earth objects, but outer space. So it's fair to say that NASA is applying, you know, all the tools it can find and taking this transmedium aspect of the phenomena seriously. But one of the things I didn't expect, and I haven't heard anyone else say, and NASA do give some reasons for this. They kind of set out and say, well, over the whole planet, there's a lot of air traffic, there's a lot of human activity, and that's a lot of noise in the data. Mm-hmm. One of the places that doesn't have a lot of human activity and doesn't have a lot of flights passing over, and therefore would be good to set up some sensors, is Antarctica. Which I thought was really interesting that they've put the flag there, considering you know that means something very different to people in the UFO world. It's not just a good place to study because there's nothing there. It's a great place to hide stuff because there's nothing there. And there's a lot of history and activity associated with Antarctica. Linda Moulton Howe and Tom DeLong will be buzzing. Precisely. I was glad you brought that up earlier because I just found it fascinating that it was there. And I know that I might be reading it in a different way, but again, I'm just pointing out the facts so that people can uh, you know make up their own minds. Did Tom not allude to there being an underground pyramid there that's shooting out energy or harvesting some that, kind of... That was Alaska. Alaska. Um, uh. But there are reports of a similar thing being in Antarctica. And he might have. I might be wrong. Um, Don't make me feel better. I was wrong. And that did play good, into but, the, yeah. the Blue Book series on mm. history, you know, the, the fictional yeah, one. I loved uh, it. So it, it's a myth. You, you know, it, it's there. It's, it's in the mythos. So, yeah, NASA identifying all these places. Antarctica is one of them, which, you know, was massive to me. So I'm thinking in the next, you know, year or so, we should end up with a NASA application that we can use to kind of whip out our phones if we see something strange in the sky and it'll give us all the information we need and feed back into their database as well. One of the things that, that stood out to me as, as weird is in the report, they, they kind of have a few pictures of, of UAP. Mm-hmm. that have been revealed over the last, you know, since 2017. Yeah. A lot of them are just labeled, you know, they're just comments on them. They're not saying what they are. They're just comments on them. Fair enough. But then you get to go fast at the end of the paper, uh, one of the three videos released in 2017. And it paints the picture of basically the go fast, not going fast. And then it's a slow object. It doesn't move that fast. You, you know, the, the parallax effect yeah. that always comes up with it. And there's a little footnote mentioned on there. And the footnote says that this assessment was given to them by Sean Kirkpatrick at the last briefing in May. Now, if you look at the Arrow website, the Arrow website says that that's not resolved to any confident level, you, you know? So it's almost like they're quoting Arrow, but quoting them wrong. But then even Arrow was presenting this information way back then. Yeah. And now they're turning around and saying, actually, this is unresolved. So they're not even satisfied by that answer. So I'm a bit perturbed as to why it's even in the paper, to be honest. But 
there, there was a, a really nice quote right at the end of the paper that I, I liked and I just like to read uh, as we're kind of wrapping up, I guess. Uh, but they said, at this point, there is no reason to conclude that existing UAP reports have an extraterrestrial source. However, if we acknowledge that as one possibility, then these objects must have traveled through our solar system to get here. Just as the galaxy does not stop at the outskirts of the solar system, the solar system also includes Earth and its environs. Thus, there's an intellectual continuum between extrasolar technosignatures, solar system SETI, and potential unknown alien technology operating in the Earth's atmosphere. If we recognize the plausibility of any of these, then we should recognize that all are at least plausible. That was an encouraging statement to me, because it essentially says we can't take aliens off the table. All these things are possible, we just have to do the work. And I think that's a really positive place to be, as much as the transparency thing happened and you know they, they need to get their ducks in a row a bit. I, I think finishing the report by saying it's possible these things are aliens, but we found no evidence so far, we're going to keep doing the work. I, I think that's fair. They've not got to Mexico just yet. Um, <laughs> very quickly, before we wrap up, uh, James Fox recently read a couple of letters out from sources he's been talking to. We know James has been doing a lot of interviews and he's mentioned himself that he's spoken to a lot of whistleblowers yeah. uh, who have apparently already came forward to speak behind the scenes. Um, he read out one from a first-hand whistleblower who is potentially coming forward before the end of the year that worked on crash retrieval programs um, interesting to see again i think we have to wait and see i don't know how much the david grush situation will or won't affect folks coming forward and then the does the mexican stuff affect folks coming forward who maybe don't want to be publicly tarred with that brush at the minute yeah um, because it that it could be that bad that it, it hurts the things that much um tim Burchett, who was quoted recently and it was from a tv journalist um and i've deleted the picture um but the guy had basically spoke to Tim Burchett, who said, yeah, there are going to be more UAP hearings. Speaker McCarthy apparently told him that. So there should still be more hearings, even though we heard to the contrary, potentially, which is positive news. Um, and Dan, on a on a positive note to end, the long, long-awaited Tom DeLong vehicle. The, the DeLong wait? Yeah, the, the, the DeLong <laughs> way around. Um, Monsters in California, feature-length movie. From the imagination of Blink-182, 182's Tom DeLong is finally getting a release date, and it's October 6th. Limited, Very soon. Limited theatrical release, um, but on demand. So I think people can get that straight away, hopefully, when yeah. that comes out. Can I just read the synopsis of it? Because we've Go mentioned it. it a few times, and the original trailer's been out there now for over a year, I think. Um, After discovering research left behind by a missing government agent, Dallas Edwards and his misfit high school friends embark on a righteous and dangerous adventure to uncover a paranormal conspiracy in Southern California that brings them face to face with some of the government's most guarded mysteries. Um, I'm looking forward, Dan, to this, and as I know you will be, because we're expecting, surely, and I'm speaking for everyone here, this to have a lot of what Tom DeLonge has heard or surmised about the UFO topic that he's talked about over the years or that he's gained from other folks and he's going to put it out there in public in the form of a feature film. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, I would say that's fair in, in the trailer. So before we jumped on here, I was pouring through the trailer, just frame by frame, looking for some cool things. Cause that's what I do. And there was a particular shot that kind of has, you know, the, the red string on a bunch of things connecting mm-hmm. it and kind of making the case, which I assume the kids in this film will do at some point. And right there, there's kind of a, 
a graphic that says the others and is labeled with demons, archons, asuras, jinn, angels, devas, asparas, malak, and then it has around it all the different religions of the world. Then around that, it has consciousness and quantum mechanics. And there's a little post-it note right there that says, proxy war, battle for souls happening now with now underlined, which is, if you've been following this, a lot of what Tom has been talking about. So mm-hmm. I, I think you, you know what you just said is exactly accurate and we can just stand to see more of this stuff. Um, but it looks like a fun vehicle to, to get people on board and, and hopefully folk enjoy it. You know, it's, it's not the first film Tom's been involved with. If you like the look of this, go back and watch a film called Love, which was all about a, a guy in the International Space Station watching the planet obliterate itself and, and then reflecting on life and the universe as we know it. Um, and that one's not as, you know, lighthearted, but it's wonderful. If, if you like lofty sci-fi like 2001 and things like that, go watch it. And it's got some really cool music in it as well. Yeah, I like the even the remix of Aliens Exist, which oh, plays this over. Dope. Yeah, I like that <laughs> kind of little bit more almost sinister yeah. tone to it. Um, it's got the DeLong humor that you would expect from being a Blink One Eighty Two fan, Angels and Airwaves, all that stuff over the years. Following Tom DeLong, um, it looks like it's a kind of grown-up Scooby Doo with the UFO. Mystery I think that's gang. a good way to put it. Yeah, like that's the way it looks to me. Um, looking forward to it. Hopefully some lots of Easter eggs in there for the UFO community. Um, and yeah, that's coming out October 6th. So look forward to that. Do a full breakdown when that one comes out and a yeah, review definitely. of the movie and everything. So feel that's relevant. But yeah. A, a quick mention as well. Uh, there was a, another film that was out last week that I really recommend people go watch. It's, it's a little off the beaten path of this subject, but definitely UAP adjacent. Barbie. Unbinding Barbie. Uh, it's called The Unbinding from the same guys that did the Hellier documentary series, if people have watched that. All about kind of synchronicities and weirdness. This one in particular is about haunted objects. Now, don't, you know, a lot of people are going to kind of go, oh, objects aren't haunted, you, you know? And that's what this film is about. It's about kind of authenticating something, the weirdness that surrounds it, why that might happen, and, and the baggage that humans bring to these experiences. And it was fascinating. I'd, I'd highly recommend it. Dan, I'm going to have to head now, folks. Much apologies. I've got Jamie Mawson outside my door to unbox some more aliens. So I better head off. Thank you very much, Dan, for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And speak very soon. That is all for this episode. Thank you very much for tuning in. Don't forget to leave the podcast a review on your chosen platform. Apple and Spotify do make a huge difference to the algorithm. If you're checking the show on YouTube, please don't forget to like and leave a comment on here as well. Any sharing you do is very much appreciated on any social media platform. And finally, you can listen to shows ad-free and sponsor-free in their glorious full versions by subscribing for less than the price of a coffee on Apple, Spotify, just search That UFO Podcast Premium. YouTube, you can sign up and be a member, or you can do that through patreon.com. Thank you very much for listening, folks. It wasn't a tic-tac and not quite a saucer, more like a hubcap designed by Chaucer, a little baroque and quite steampunk, like Alice was playing bass for the Parliament of Fuck. The little fucker hovered right outside of my window, and when I shoved out the screen, he made it an issue. I don't think he expected me to see his ass, but I'd had some champagne and smoke.